Welcome to Vallejo's Community Presbyterian Church Sermon Podcast on Sunday, November 10th, 2019. The Reverend Wendy Kamori Stager is preaching. Her message this Sunday is Jonah, the bitter prophet. The Bible reading this morning is from the Old Testament, Jonah, chapters 1 and 2. We have the story of Jonah today. Jonah and the whale, or Jonah and the, the big fish right? Uh, It's a story we know, or at least we think we know. It's one of those stories that has captured the imagination of children across generations. What a cool story. This huge fish swallows up a man. And before you get all hung up on how the human can survive in the stomach acid of a large fish, let me be clear This isn't a historical account. It's one of these stories meant meant to teach us a deeper and truer lesson about people and about God. It's, It's more like a parable or Aesop's fable. We know that the fox doesn't talk, but he sure teaches us what sour grapes are like. But also, if we keep thinking about this as a children's story, we might miss what's here on a deeper level or where it might speak to us at different ages and stages of our lives. The Bible was not written as a children's book. One of my colleagues in Colorado, Pastor Mark Heiss, used to say, I don't know why we give Bibles to children. There's, right, there's dangerous things in there. There's murder. It is strange, confusing, and dangerous stuff. And like that, today's sermon did not end up being the children's version of Jonah and the whale. Instead, it's about the depth of despair of one bitter man, Jonah. You know the story. God wanted to send Jonah to Nineveh. Nineveh was the capital of the, uh, of the Assyrians. And uh, picture, picture the enemy. Picture, hey, go to Syria and talk to some people to ISIS. Talk some sense into them. Okay? <laughs> this is not what Jonah wants to do, so Jonah heads the other way. And sure, I think there was fear in there for indeed... The Ninevites were the sworn enemies of the Israelite state and people. But I think even more than the fear, he started to walk away from everything. He gets on a ship. He's away from family or friends. He goes the opposite direction. And he goes with people who he doesn't know and people who know nothing about him. And so then he's completely with other people, but internally alone, when this huge storm starts to rage, this life-threatening storm. So in the middle of this storm and the waves going up and down, what is Jonah doing in the middle of this? He's in the bottom of the boat, asleep? He doesn't sound very fearful. He doesn't sound very afraid for his life. The sailors are afraid. The people who are on boats every single day are afraid. But Jonah isn't. It didn't really make sense. Or or does it? 
I got to wondering, maybe Jonah was depressed. In fact, maybe he was having suicidal thoughts. After all, he doesn't care very much about his own self-preservation. When the captain, thank you, Elvin, yells at him to get up, call on your God, start praying, do something, don't just lie there. Jonah does nothing. He doesn't answer the captain. I can kind of picture him just staring blankly back at the captain. Yeah? And then the sailors around him start to wonder, what's wrong with this guy? What's wrong with this passenger? He might be keeping a secret or hiding something. They ask all the right questions. Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? What did you do to cause all this trouble? And Jonah responds, but it's pretty flat. I'm a Hebrew. I worship Yahweh, God of heaven, eh, the one who made the sea and the dry land. He's not extolling God's virtues. He's not particularly excited about God. He just sort of states it as a matter of fact. And even if Jonah is claiming to worship God, he's still not praying. He is not down on his knees going, God, who made the sea and dry land, rescue me. Nope. Did he ask for help? Not in the slightest. And the sailors, right, the sailors had a choice here. They could have gotten really angry at Jonah and said, wow, you're out of here. You're the cause of the trouble. We're just going to toss you overboard. But no, the sailors actually try to rescue him. They try to get him to go back to shore. They're rowing with all their might, even for this guy who's not helping very much. But it doesn't work. And then they look at Jonah and go, so now what do we do with you? And again, Jonah does not say, help me, save me, make my life better. No, what does Jonah say to them? Uh, throw me in. Yeah, does this guy sound depressed to you? <laughs> Just throw me in. It's all my fault. I guess I deserve to die. Nothing matters. I'm tired of being burdened. The world is better off without me. I want to die. Maybe you've been there. Maybe someone you know has been there. Maybe they've attempted or even completed a suicide Maybe you've been like the sailors. Maybe you have sat there with someone who's in a moment of that much pain and that much crisis. Maybe you've had to call the police or go to the ER for one of those 5150s, immediate harm to self or others. I've had to make that phone call. It's a time... And it really happens, right? When a person is so lost, 
is so in the pain of the moment and is so isolated that they don't care about what's happening for other people and they don't care about what's happening for themselves, let alone they don't care about this God thing over there. And for a time in, a painful time in Christian church history and theology, there was a season of time where the Christian churches went, yeah, that suicide stuff, wow, it's bad, but also God doesn't love it. And so there was a season where the Catholic Church would not bury you or hold a mass for you or for your loved one if they committed suicide. Even though it's not, it's not church policy anymore. But there is this thread of Christian thought that this self-murder without the opportunity for forgiveness condemns somebody. Or it's a time when somebody rejected the God helps those who help themselves because they didn't seek help. There are times when the Christian religious belief have added to what's already an intensely painful suffering experience. So what do we say about these moments of deep pain when being in the greatest need but not being able to ask for it, not being able to ask for any help? Here's what the story of Jonah tells us about this. It tells us that God remains God. God helps Jonah, who hasn't even prayed. God rescues Jonah, who doesn't care about his own life. But God cares about Jonah's life more than Jonah cares about himself. God loves Jonah at the lowest point in his life. God loves Jonah even when Jonah has been a rebel and disobedient and made mistakes. God loves Jonah who doesn't ask to be saved and saves him anyway and sends that giant fish to save him from certain drowning. The story of Jonah is a story about the unconditional love of God. If God can love Jonah... That's unconditional love. It's the love of the steadfast love of the Lord that never ceases. It's the love of God that says, if you go to the highest heavens, I am there. And if you go to the depths of Sheol, I am there. It's the love that we heard sung about, that God knows us by name. You are mine. You are precious in my sight. It's the love we hear about in Romans that nothing... Nothing in life or in death can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Like, get an amen? amen? Amen. That's good news for Jonah. It's good news for us. I'd be remiss that if I wasn't, uh, in talking about suicide, to mention that if you today are in a place of not feeling worthy of love, a place of struggling with depression or suicidal thoughts, please, please come talk to me. 
Or please find somebody that you trust to let in. There's help available. And if any of you know people who are on that verge of hopelessness, keep reaching out with love. For you know it can be so hard to ask for help when you don't feel like you deserve any. But also for any of us, maybe not feeling something as serious as depression or suicidal thoughts these days, but all of us have areas in our lives that we have isolated ourselves in our struggles, parts of ourselves that we are ashamed of, parts of ourselves that we hide from others or want to run away from. Can we trust that God loves us and is present in our darkest parts too? Do we trust that God will continue to reach out to help? The help might not show up in exactly the way that we wanted. Jonah ended up in a large fish after all. But do we trust that God longs to save us? To save us not just from our sins, but to save us from our worst selves, from our worst choices, from our darkest, most shameful corners. That's the God that the story of Jonah reminds us of. That indeed, God does love us unconditionally for the sake of love, for the sake of of life, because that's who God is. Amen? Amen. You have been listening to Community Presbyterian Church Sermon Podcast. To learn more about Community Presbyterian Church and its ministries, come visit us at 2800 Georgia Street in Vallejo, California, or visit our website, cpcvallejo.org. You can also email us at cpcvaleo at sbcglobal.net. Have a blessed day.